In the words of Simply Red, look in the mirror, baby. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Welcome to episode 152 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC Run Chicago, Chapter 23. 11 weeks to go to the Chicago Marathon. I'm Pete, I'm with my buddy Dave, and we are just two middle-aged dads trying to figure things out. All right, so this is take three. Take three. I mean, to be, <laughs> be transparent, we're, this is take three, but... Anyway, <laughs> we're now at we are two middle-aged dads. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how you doing? I'm uh, uh, terrible. I'm sick, Pete. This COVID is kicking my butt, and uh, I, I don't get it. But uh, I'm s- still super short of breath, and uh, I'm still super tired. And uh, I haven't had my nap today. But uh, everyone I've talked to said that it takes a while for this just to kind of work itself out and i i don't have a fever i don't have any aches and pains anything i just feel run down and uh, i'm giving it to the end of the week uh till i go see a doctor just to make sure it's not something else but this is kicking my butt and it's been a super long time since i've been sick and uh now it's just frustrating yeah because you're on like week two, right? This is week three. Or week three. Yeah. Wow. So and uh Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, and it's and it's like I'm not coughing anything up. I'm just winded. And a lot of people I've talked to said that's how they were uh for weeks, and everyone keeps talking about the new strain. And I mean, I don't know what strain I have or had or whatnot, but uh so I'll give it a week. We'll see what happens. So, I mean, there's no like a uh, great exercise report to give, like just making it to work and through the day is, is a battle. My eating's been good. Uh, thank God. Braden passed all his uh, three PCR tests in 13 days and a negative rapid antigen test today. And we took him to camp and he's gone for three weeks so knock on wood, at least that happened and I didn't get my kid sick. So that's well, it's good that he got to camp. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's a, and now if if you can get your your health back just a little bit, you'll have a couple of weeks of Dave time. Yeah. And uh Verica is she's got a whole honey do list for me and uh <laughs> which is pretty normal. We get a lot done. During the he'll be gone for three weeks, so we always get a lot done during this time. And um, she's already on top of what our meal planning is going to be and grocery shopping. And she wants to take a walk together uh, every day, which I'm, I'm going to try and do, even if it's just to the end of the street and back. I'd like to just be able to do something other than just mope around the house. But uh, so I'm looking forward to it. It's always a great time when her and I kind of get to just be a couple again and not parents and, you know, stalking the camp pages for photos uh, of the day because we won't we send uh, him emails, but we don't get much contact. So really, the only way we know how camp is, is through the pictures and he hates being photographed. So we go through, you know, thousands of pictures over the three weeks to see like 10 of him. But uh, it should be fun. It's like uh, I feel like that's probably the way like military families live. Like if somebody sends their kid to West Point or something, that's probably how they live now, right? Yeah, but because I'm sure they're posting on on social to type it. things up, you know, for the for the recruiting class and all that. So. Yeah, hundred percent. And we get to see um, like the camp director does a blog every day, so we kind of get like the highlights of the day and what the plans are. Uh, for the next day and we get the menus like we don't know what Bray eats because 
they have a separate allergen kitchen for the top eight allergens, but we'll see like what the regular kids eat. So sometimes we can, if they like today's a big pizza bagel day. So usually they can do pizza bagels for him too. And uh, he's supposed to go whitewater rafting this year, but so we don't know when that's going to happen. So we'll stock the pages looking for that. But thankfully I didn't get him sick. He made it. And, uh, Knock on wood, I'll get through this soon, and we'll figure out what I'm going to do with my athletic endeavor. <laughs> That's not happening. That we'll just have to see what's going to go on. Yeah, well, I mean, just getting moving though, it, it'll help you feel better. It'll help you mentally. That's good time. Like if you you and Ferker are taking a walk, that's good couples time. Yeah, together. And it, I, look. I never was diagnosed with with COVID, but I've talked about it many times on this show. When I got sick at the end of December, beginning of January, uh, you know, 2019 mm-hmm. into 2020, and then going for a run that February, right beginning of that February, where I could still couldn't breathe. Yeah, after being sick for a month, um, six weeks or so. And then I couldn't breathe for, like properly on a run for nearly like I I just started to feel like myself with running yeah, this yeah. year. Really. I remember that really well, and I I just uh, it's a dopey training time, and I've been following kind of the uh, YouTube vlogs, and a couple yeah. of the runners I follow are just coming out of this whole COVID thing too, and they're like just walking with inhalers, like prescription inhalers that they never had before, and. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to go that route, but I remember your your battle for a long time. It was, you know, how concerning it was and trying to get answers and all that. So, yeah, yeah. well, because you're, you're you can't breathe, your heart rate shoots up when you do simple exercise, yeah. and that wasn't normal, right? And so now I'm back to normal. You know, I have a long run; my heart rate's in the 130s, yeah. um, which for me was kind of normal but for a long time i was going on easy runs and my heart rate would be in the 160s mm-hmm. and that's that's scary yeah you know when um oddly my resting heart rate had had gone up to um probably about the same ratio so it was but then not exercising your resting heart rate goes up <laughs> and you know so you've got this wicked cycle it is. it's a vicious cycle and it is. And then walking is what saved me. When I just finally decided, screw running, I'm going to walk. Eventually, everything kind of came back mm-hmm. into line. And it just took less, uh, you know, like a less impact exercise for me. And now I'm, you know, back, obviously back to running. And, you know, other than the injury in, in June, April and uh, May, and then, you know, May, uh, and July have been banner months. Yeah. So I feel you, man. Like I, I, it stinks, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're thinking about just getting out there and walking, even if it's a block. Yeah. Our, like anything from our house to the end of the street is three tenths of a mile. So even if I do that, wait a minute and come back, I'm good with that. I just want to get out. I just want to do at this point, it's gone so backwards, right? And then the co- and then now I'm on week three of this COVID thing. I just want to get outside. And it's been unbelievably hot here, which is not mm-hmm. making it any easier. But I do. I just want to do something active. And if it's walking three-tenths of a mile and then walking back, I'm good with that. And uh, right. we're bra- football season starts uh, today for Braden. So uh, his he practices at a local park around here that has a two mile path. So uh, hopefully, um, I still want to go watch the kids practice and hang out with the parents. That uh, maybe Farrak and I will go walk there to and then carry it out through the season. And uh, while he's practicing for two and a half hours, we have plenty of time to at least get a walk in while he's there. So hopefully, we can use that, yeah. utilize that this week too. So. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Day by day. Yeah, big stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Well, I'm not running Baltimore Marathon in 12 weeks. <laughs> That's for sure. But you know, 
Yeah, and and you may. I mean, this is going to give you some time. I know you have. You're motivated by those big, big goals, right? You're you're motivated by marathons, dopies, hundreds, Ironmans, all that stuff. But maybe you'll find a way to like get some excitement back around even a five k or yeah, yeah, or right. a ten k or something, right? And race it or or try to just get your best. Yeah, I put really, your best self out there. I really, I don't like feeling like I feel right now, and this has been a big. Like the kind of failures of the last couple months and being sick like this is really is really changing my focus to a course I want to do. Like Ironman Lake Placid was yesterday, and that's my bucket list of bucket list races. And I've lost the confidence of even thinking that I can do a race like that, that I just want to feel better, get out the door, and eat better just to feel better every day. Like, really, that is my focus now. Do I want to do a Yeti 100? Of course I do. Am I already thinking about coming in for your half marathon next year at Badger and do the 50K? Of course I am. But the reality is, is I'm so, not that I'm so sick, but there's so much stuff going on. And right now I have this COVID thing that I really just need some positive, really small steps to build upon and and just feel better every day. Like, I just want to feel better at this point. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could care less about 100 miles. I want to go all day and not take a nap and be winded because I took a shower and did a load of laundry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that maybe it could be a blessing in disguise for you. You know, I'm sorry that you're going through it, but we've talked about it on this season where I've really evolved and the process is the goal. Mm -hmm. If you can get there, I really think it could change for you. It could change the outlook because Dave doing Ironman Lake Placid at 60 yeah. is great. But guess what? It starts at 51. Right. It, it, right. Right. I was going to say, I much rather feel right. Like right now, I have that flight to Israel coming up in January, right? I would just like to sit comfortably in that seat without a seatbelt extender. Like, really? That's where my focus is right now, right? And, uh, like, that's my big 100 mile is to be able to sit in a seat without a seatbelt extender and losing even if it's just a little bit of weight before then and walking. And I'm really – I'm losing – I don't want to say I've lost the drive to do big things like, you know, how I, how I think, but I'm really, it's really, I saw a meme yesterday where it was a drawing of a guy on top of a ladder that had really short rungs. And then he was next to a guy on a ladder that had really high rungs. And the guy on the bottom was, he couldn't reach the top rung. So it basically it was success comes from reachable smaller steps than how I live life with these huge goals. And then, you know, maybe you don't reach that goal and then you self-sabotage yourself because I didn't run 20 miles today, but I didn't walk a mile before I can run a mile. Right. Right. So I, I I've got, go ahead. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I just, I feel, um, I mentally, I feel a big turn in my thinking, which has been happening progressively for a long time. And uh, now I think this being sick is just reinforcing that the the race that I really need to deal with is being healthy and not a like physical race of a 50K, 50 mile or whatever. Right. So maybe I, I, I relate to that big time because there's, uh, I, in the back of my mind, I still have those big goals, right? I still have a list of things that I want to accomplish. It just, I truly came to the point where I realized that if I don't do the work now, I'm never going to hit those things. So if I don't start to enjoy that process or at least want to do the process, and it's not necessarily running either for me, it's not any one discipline, mm -hmm. it's staying active 
in a cardio sense, it'll have to be something, right? Walking. If it's not running, it'll be walking. Maybe that means it's rucking. Maybe it means it's hiking. Maybe it means it's speed walking. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a run-walk combo. No idea. It doesn't matter to me. But I look at, you know, you mentioned last week, Vol State. So let's go back there for a second, right? You've got, so the three names that we mentioned, I'll, I'll mention them again, right? So we've got, we've got Shay, who's always been just a, a great advocate, you know, for us and, and listener and on the show. You've got Oak, and then you had Diane. Those are the three names that kind of I'm the most familiar with that were mm-hmm. in it this year. And so you have Oak and Shay completing this beast of a 500K. 500K. <laughs> 314 miles. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, there's more than one state, but mostly Tennessee, right? Right. This is exposed asphalt, not a bunch of people making sure that you're good. <laughs> and I mean, they're just, they're out there with relentless forward progress, right? Yep. Amazing. You've also got Diane who didn't finish, but made it like 270 miles or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Right. And I can't, I said, didn't finish. And it's really difficult to use those words. Right. When somebody took a week out of their life and consistently moved over the course of a 270 yeah, yeah. <laughs> miles, right? Like 40 miles a day. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Relentless heat. Yeah. It's those people though, didn't get there because they woke up one day and said, yep, I've always wanted to do Vol State. So I'm going to do it today. Yeah. Right. So the last annual Vol State race was not done uh, because of the training they did today or yesterday it's because of the training they've been doing for the last few years Mm -hmm. and then building up not only the physical stamina but the mental toughness that goes with it and dave you and i are very similar in the fact that we lack mental toughness a lot of the a lot of the time and how do i know that because it takes a lot for us to get out there and train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Training is where the real mental toughness comes in. Right? 100%. And what bothers me about me is I used to have that mental toughness. Mm-hmm. And as I grew older and things happened mentally, I lost that mental toughness. And now I've lost, somewhere down the road, I lost the confidence, Right. And I don't know, and that's the frustrating part, and what this whole thing, and I'm going to go back to the mental transformation that I'm going through, is so much different now than what it would have been five years ago, six years ago, ten years ago. You know what I mean? And it's like I just watched that guy. I think he was 70 or 73 who completed Badwater, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Like the the respect for- but, but what you're talking about is he was he was stooped over to the point where his upper body, his torso was parallel yeah. to the ground. Yeah. As he's taking these tiny little waddling steps towards the finish line. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like and Shay and and Oak and all these they do these <coughs> excuse me. These yeah, COVID. <laughs> COVID cough. Don't make me laugh. But they do these incredible things. And I'm so hard on myself because I feel so weak because I can't do those things. That the on the flip side is I know that I can do those things, but I have to change the focus to, I just want to feel better and take a walk with my wife who says, hey, let's go walk even if it's to the end of the block. And the first thing I need to do to be that 73-year-old guy hunched over is walk to the end of the block with my wife. Uh, uh, absolutely. We Look, confidence wanes as we get older, right? Okay, I could tell you what happened. Right. We got older 
we got fatter. Yeah. And we got lazier. Yeah. Well, right? That's that's what happened. Yeah. And that's I just a fact. And I gained all of my the first half of COVID, I lost like 80 pounds. And the second half of COVID, I gained 80 pounds. Right. So when I left yeah. the fire department and I was a train wreck physically and mentally, I really conquered that for like a year and a half. And then a year and a half after that, I went right back to where I where I am now. And the weight is the same. And that is soul crushing. Yeah. And, and that's that's where you get into. Well, there's a couple of things there. One, I also want to speak about the me- the mental side when it comes to to trauma, right? Trauma is that thing that if it's not fully addressed, right, it chips away at you, and it's chipped away at you for for twenty years, twenty years, thirty yeah. years, right? And if you don't address it, it's just going to keep chipping away, and you only have so much mental energy to give. Right. So if you're if you're trying to use all of that mental toughness just to keep the demons at bay so that you can get through day-to-day life, it's really hard to say, okay, now let's strap my strap right. on the shoes and go for 10 miles, right? There there are things there. It's it's a I don't want to say it's a zero sum game because I do believe that you can grow that mental toughness, that muscle of of resilience. However, it, it, much like willpower, eventually it, it it makes you crack. Right. Right. And and you know how I am with Braden. And so much of that defense is I bury it inside of me, keep rolling down that hill, and I put all that energy in the Braden, right, with his food and his exercise and his academics, that now he doesn't really need me anymore in many of those like superficial ways, like, you know, he's, he doesn't need me to weight lift or go run or, you know, he's going to be in high school soon. I don't, won't take, I don't, won't need to take him to practice anymore. And it's, there's an awakening of, I did good with him and terrible with me. And now if I want to continue to see his success and be his dad that I really, now I have to put the focus back on me. And sometimes you don't like what you see and you got to, like you said, deal with that and, and learn uh, to like myself again, right? To dig out yeah. of that rut. Well, and we often talk, you know, especially since the dawn of social media, we talk about not comparing ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we don't, what we don't talk enough about is comparing ourselves to our past selves. The, that's an unfair thing, right? The It was a lot easier to be overweight at 31 and get some things done uh, <laughs> still than it is at 51. Yeah. It, it's a, that 20 years does a number on you. Yeah. And it's a cumulative effect. So when I think about how I want things to happen and I look in it and can admire Oak and Shea who are younger right? Then, then we are. Diane is older than mm-hmm. we are by a little bit. Um, you, you start, I, I don't compare myself to them, but I look at them and go, okay, if I want to be the person who could, if I decided to go walk across Tennessee like that, run and walk across Tennessee, I could, because I know I could give it a shot, like a real shot. Great. That's the person I want to be. I want to be the person who wakes up and knows that I can mm-hmm. have those outrageous goals or thoughts about um, going out there and, and competing with myself in the in, against nature. Right? Uh, it's it gets tougher as you get older in many ways, but I think there's a threshold that you can cross, and I think I'm getting close to that now. Mm-hmm. Where the age works in your favor because you understand pain. And so you can kind of accept it. Like I've all, for years, I heard Scotty talk about it this way on 10 junk miles, right? Scotty has said, you know, when he was younger, there would be a pain and it's, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What's going on? 
and as he's gotten older, he's going, he, he, you know, he gets pain and he goes, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, I wonder what that's going to do. <laughs> right. And he just keeps going. Right. And, and sometimes he says, you know, that's not worth it. I'm going to stop here. I, I'm not having fun. I'm not, I got nothing to prove. I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm a little bit at that point. Right. In terms of the pain part, like I just kind of look at it and go, oh, before I even start, I kind of almost meditate on the fact that you're going to be in pain Mm -hmm. and you get to make a choice to accept it and keep moving without thinking about it or to dwell on it. And for a lot of people, that pain is the motivation, too, because that's the it can be it's the accomplishment of of getting through that. There is. And there's also, I think that's the pain is why you see so many people that battle mental health issues or addiction and or addiction issues become ultra runners or runners in in general because they embrace that pain as kind of an antidote to the demons that they fight day in and day out. Mm -hmm. The addiction or or what have you, right? It, it, it doesn't necessarily replace one with another, although I would argue many times it does for, for people. But when you can feel that pain, there may have been times during, I'll use myself. There are times in depression, you know, when I go through depression where it's not sadness or pain that I feel it's actual nothingness. It's hollowness. Mm Mm-hmm. So when I go run and I know I can feel pain, it actually is a relief that I that I can feel something. Right. It is a massive difference and it allows me then to say, okay, I know I can feel, so what's what what are some root causes? What are some, you know, some pieces that are bothering me? And it gives you that time in your own head, you know, while you're out there. So mm-hmm. and I, I I mean my I had a good week of running. I hit all my runs. Right. And the 12 miler I had falls right in this category. It was, I woke up and it's thunder and lightning. Mm-hmm. Not the Imagine Dragons song, but <laughs> real thunder and lightning. At that morning at about 545, a tornado had touched down in South Naperville. That's not that far from us. It's right. actually, it happened in, it touched down in the plaza where Michaela takes piano lessons. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty close by, right? So you're, you've got this, uh oh, it's storming. You know, I've got to get 12 in. Maybe I'll just do it tomorrow. You know, um, we're, we were also going as a group to play Battle Tag, <laughs> which is uh, at the Lamont uh, Quarries, for, the Forge, they call it. And yeah, yeah. you've got like this big kind of rubber mulch field and some blow up like uh places to hide behind and then you shoot these kind of soft tipped arrows you know with a big big soft Mm -hmm. big soft tip arrow you shoot them at each other right and you play like dodgeball with arrows and so i knew i had to do that also on saturday so it's not great weather i know i'm already going to be running around with people why bother with that run? Mm. Why bother with it? So I took a breath and I thought about it. I am not going to go run in lightning. That was the one thing. Right? Sure, sure. It's lightning. I'm not going to do it. It said lightning will end at this time. And then uh, lightning will end at this time. Finally, I said, I'm going to go. Right. The lightning looks like it's subsided. I'm going to go. Dave, it was pouring rain. I don't mean <laughs> it drizzled on me or it rained on me. I mean, it was coming down in buckets. The Every step I took was like sloshing in a puddle yeah. because that's how much water's in the shoes, right? I'm just drenched head to toe. There's the hat I've got on, my TJM hat as always. I've got water streaming down the front. It's not dripping. Yeah, it's that's like awesome. acting like an Eve, right? <laughs> and and you know the 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 dew point is seventy one. Obviously, humidity is one hundred percent because it's raining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not that hot though. It's only like seventy four degrees, right? So for this time of year, that's not bad. Plus, it's raining. Plus, you're getting some pretty big gusts of wind. Yeah. So it's really you're just contending with a lot of rain. 
But then at about four and a half ish miles in, the crack of thunder. I'm good thing it was raining because it just everything just blended in because I about pissed my pants. So it was loud and the lightning that came with it was pretty scary. Yeah. And it was very close. And so I'm four and a half miles in on a pattern that I went out so that I knew I wasn't going to get near the house again Uh until about 10 miles. I did that on purpose, just thinking, okay, if I run out of water, at least those last two, I could just grab a little bit. Well, you just look to the sky and open your mouth. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, That's just a rule of thumb, though. People find it odd that I just run that way. So the I'm I'm a little bit nervous at this point, Mm -hmm. but... Instead of fretting it, I kind of just said, well, all right, I guess if I was meant to get hit by lightning today, it's going to happen. Yeah, and if he, I'm not, it won't happen. You had your Caddyshack moment. You were on I the did. golf course having I, the greatest round of golf in your life. I was. <laughs> uh, and, and my pace wasn't wasn't great, you know, to start. Like I was really just not not going. And then I started to feel okay, and I just – I decided I'm going to run no matter what. And I thought, oh, the rain's going to let up because just back by the house. So I'm only a couple of miles away from where I live, right? But I'm winding through the subdivision. So as the crow flies, I'm only a couple of miles from my house. But my distance is further on my watch. And I'm looking back there and I'm like, that's blue sky. This is great. Well, that line just kept moving away from me. And staying right by my house somehow, but coming where I was at, it was still just buckets of rain and buckets of rain. And don't you know, I get to 11 and a half miles and stops, yeah. stops raining. I'm like, okay. It was, I, it was at about 11 and a half. I got my, my run done. The last three miles were my fastest miles of the day. I kind of said to myself, okay, let's get, let's get moving. Let's see what we can do. Um, my last mile was like 1219, which for me right now is a really good mm-hmm. mile staying within my easy pace, but still a really good mile. Uh, I finished the run and I left myself about a third of a mile ish walk home to kind of cool down. Mm-hmm. And I got to within two steps of my porch and in cover and starts raining buckets again. <laughs> So I finished just in time, but dude, the point being that the mental toughness of that wasn't there. I don't even think it was there four weeks ago. Yeah. It wasn't there when I was feeling it in my hip, when I cut my long run short the week before, I I think I did the right thing. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I think my body was just telling me, look, you don't have it today and that's all right. Uh, But the mental toughness to get through that by myself was big. When I struggled with the hip on the 10 miler with Kevin, I had Kevin there, right? right? So as horrible as it is to run with Kevin, he actually helped me at that point. So unfortunately, I got to <laughs> say nice things about the guy. Yeah, no disrespect to Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> no respect for Kevin, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's it's it was that it was a breakthrough run for me. Yeah. Because I was not doubting that I could do the marathon. I was doubting I wanted to do the marathon. Sure, sure. Is it worth it? And the answer I could tell you right now is yes. I, I want to get to Chicago. I want to run it. I want to do the best that I can. And I want to enjoy that. And it was that torrential rain run that did it. And that mental toughness is going to carry through. Yeah. Now, oh, for those that say one one last thing, for those that say you should run in that because you never know, know what it's going to be on race day, that's not the reason I ran it, and I hate that. If it's raining on race day, I just run in the rain. Like it's, yeah, I, I don't yeah, need yeah. to practice running in the rain. Um, but it, that's that's a milestone mental accomplishment, I think, in this whole thing. Yeah. Right. And your hip was good. For the whole thing, the hip was the hip was about the only thing that didn't hurt at the end of that run. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then we went and played battle tag. So yeah, yeah. Was, I was pretty. I was like a sitting duck. I thought, you know, I'm sore and barely move. Uh, 
but, but anyway. the fact that you can do that too, right? Like yes. I remember in the early days of uh, like my first um, Disney marathon when I was training, a 12-mile run, I would be done for like two days, right? There's no way I was going to do anything after after that. Yeah, and I, I was able to move. I was able to to even run a little bit, have some fun on that on that course, you know, with the with the arrows and stuff shooting shooting at each other. Uh, it, it did it did really help, you know. And I and I can't imagine if I was eating better, like if my if I was if I dial in my nutrition, which is kind of where my focus is now mm-hmm. gonna gonna shift to over these last eleven weeks, getting nutrition dialed in more. Uh, because I feel like my mental energies don't need to be so expended on just getting the activity in. Yeah. Now I can really hone in on that. Uh, I am ready now to, to dial that in because if I fed my body a little bit better, my body's going to feel better. Maybe I do lose a few more pounds, which is critical and I can keep going. The best thing I could say is I haven't gone off the rails eating too much. Mm -hmm. My weight is maintained but it definitely has not been the focus I was hoping for. Sure. So now I'm ready for that. And the habit group has helped me understand like, okay, I've got this group of habits. Here's the ones that I'm doing. Here's the ones that are going well. And now I can just keep adding in and it's never too late. It's the last week of this kind of July kickoff, which was, it was a lot, you know, I was hoping that it would help you and then, you know, COVID, but yeah, it, it it's never too late to start a habit. Right, right, right. And I, in my July habit, it will turn into an August Yeah, or thing. September. I mean, yeah, November, you got to feel better first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how's your uh, sugar and everything been through this? So I have, I have decided to take the path of not taking my blood sugar consistently. Okay. Uh, I, I probably will change that post-marathon. But I will say, like, you have not talked about the effects of diabetes really at all the last couple of weeks, which tells me that you're feeling much better with everything and the, the, with the exercise and what you have been able to dial in on food wise is that physically you're feeling pretty good. And those effects of the diabetes have been weaning because of the progress you've been making. I would, I would agree. I mean, I, my guess is my blood sugar is a little higher than it was when I was really dialed in right before uh-huh. getting that blood work. Uh, well, I'll dial it in again and hopefully try to keep it there. One thing I know about myself is there are just certain things that I like in life and, and I'm probably not going to give them up, but <laughs> I can keep pushing the envelope in terms of the interval between having them. Mm-hmm. It's when I start to have them in the interval shrinks that becomes an issue, but physically I feel pretty good right now. Mentally, I've, I've honestly been up and down. I've, I've yeah. struggled with, with some depression here and there. Uh, I'm, I'm okay today. I don't know what I'll be tomorrow. Sure. And, and so what I'm really trying to do is concentrate on today and, and, and the moment mm-hmm. and just kind of keep going down this path. It's crazy though to finish, like you're saying, like finish those 12. Yes, I knew I ran. Yes, I was sore, but I could do something else. Right. And that's amazing. And, and now that's, this week, the, that's the sign right. that, yeah. hey, it's where everything's working, right? right? To be able to go out and play tag. And then you had a, a, a shindig the following day too that you looked, you and Gretchen yeah. looked great and happy at. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. My buddy, Mike Mikolajczyk, who I've known for 35 years, um, he got married. Um, so years ago he, he lost the, his, his wife to cancer. And when I met Mike, they were already dating. Mm -hmm. So I had known her as long as I had known him. Right. And so you know, when something like that happens, it's tough to to let yourself be vulnerable again and put yourself out there for somebody. But he was lucky enough to find someone, Maribel, and they got married yesterday. So it was an extremely emotional 
you know, event for us uh, and for Mike and, you know, us too. So it was, it was something, but we felt great. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, in the, and you're right. Like in the past, I probably would have been limping around that thing. Yeah. Right? But I was, you know, fine. I even danced with my wife. So well, look at you go. <laughs> I think that's the second time ever. Yeah. I think I've only danced with Farica once and that was at our wedding. So. Yeah, we 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 danced once at our wedding once, one yeah. song. You know that one song that you got yep, to dance yep, to. Yep. The mandatory. Uh, that's the mandatory, <laughs> and this is like the second one. Yeah, I I, I let us get guilt get get guilted into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wasn't out there doing the cha cha slide or anything. Yeah, no, that let's not get carried away. That wasn't going to happen. So yeah, but uh, yeah, man, it it was it's been pretty good. So with eleven weeks to go. I'm feeling decent. I've got in about six weeks or so, I've got uh, the half marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about, about right about then. Now you're lost more. Your 12 mile, is that where you're supposed to be? Like on the original schedule, or were you? did you kind of go back a little because of the hip? I, I think I'm behind a little bit where. A little bit. But a like a bit, 12, a 14 miles. kind of thing. Yeah, like probably behind. 14. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this this week, though, I, I'm back to five days. We're going to see how it goes. If it doesn't go well, I will just immediately say to, to Coach Holly Ann, look, four days at my age is what I – and my health is what I can do. Yeah. And I'll be able to get the marathon done still, right? Like that sure. four days is, is okay. My long run this week is 15 miles. Mm. So – on Sunday morning, I will wake up and take Gretchen and Michaela to the airport because they are doing a mommy-daughter trip to Disney. That's awesome. So they're going to Disney World, just the two of them. That's for awesome. For six days. And I will drop them off at about 5 a.m. I will come home, change, and... Go out for 15 miles. That's awesome. And that's the day I was supposed to have been at Badger doing yeah. 50K. Um, I don't need to do double 15. So we're just going to keep the 15 miles. And then right after that, Daniel and I are going to, as of now, we got to finalize a few things. But as of now, it looks like Daniel and I are going to hit the road after that and head to Ohio to do some hiking together before he goes to college. That's awesome too. Yeah. Good so deal. it gave us, you know, a, a nice window here to get some mm-hmm. time with kids. And, you know, I'm hoping that I can get a little bit extra time too with Lily. Uh, but she's so busy, dude. She works that girl. Yeah. She works her booty off. She is always doing something mm-hmm. and doesn't like idle time going out there, getting another job, just <laughs> 16 years old and is just working hard. And I love it. It, it sometimes makes it hard to get, you know, all that time, you yeah. know, get that time with her, but I would rather have her fulfilled and living life. Oh yeah. And, and get a little bit less time, but what we do get is quality. Sure. I'll take sure. that any day of the week. So yeah, man, it's uh big stuff coming up. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. She doing the, uh, Michaela doing the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. Do you know? You know, I, I don't know. I, here's what I, I know that they're staying at the Polynesian. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's awesome. I know that they have some meals like at Beast Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at Cinderella's Castle. And then, you know, Gretchen's that a, a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah. And so she booked like lunch at the, the cantina. Oh, uh, that's so cool. And uh, I know that they've got certain rides that, you know, they're going to do. And, and I, I, I mean, I don't, it's not my favorite thing, right? Like, uh, like others. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not jealous of not being there. Plus it saves a bunch of money with not sure, having sure. a third person. But right? she's the perfect age for that. And like a she, great Great mom daughter weekend. That's awesome. That's exciting. Exactly. And and for Gretchen, it's big. And for for those two, it's big because look, Gretchen works all the time, as we've yeah, talked yeah. about many times. So when 
I'm not sure if, if Michaela is more excited about going to Disney or the fact that Gretchen told her, I won't work while we're at Disney. Yeah. Like that was like, are you kidding me, mom? Like, yeah, yeah. She's, she is so thrilled to have focused time. Sure. And I'm sure for Gretchen, it's going to be tough, right? To unplug like that. And she's going to be fidgety just thinking about, <laughs> well, is the, are things getting done? Now, I'm sure she'll take a call or two. But what she means is she's not booting up the computer every night right. when they get back to the hotel and working and working before they leave and all that. So it's an, it's an exciting time for them. And yeah. for me, too. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they're going out there and doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also will say that I, I love the fact that parents and kids get so much out of Disney and I'm all for companies making money, but the costs <laughs> of that place. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, you, you could damn near buy a, <laughs> buy a decent used car. For, yeah. Well, you could probably take three vacations. It's, it's for, pretty amazing. You know? Yeah. What, what you've got to spend. Now, there's ways and they've done, you know, Gretchen's a smart financial person, right? So she does, she finds ways to, to pinch mm -hmm. a penny or, you know, stretch the dollar here and there. Uh, but we're also not going to compromise. Right, right. Know, too much, right? So we're we're excited for for, her, for them. But yeah, dude, it's, it's a lot happening. Sounds you've great. You got your freedom. You guys are taking your walks. They're going to Disney. I'm going to go do yeah. some hiking in Ohio. I'm going to walk three tenths of a mile, Pete. Come on. <laughs> hey, that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking at my notes to see. Oh, you know what? One more thing. I want to circle back to Badwater for a second. We mentioned the Ashley Paulson record-breaking win last yes. week, and we talked about, you know, should people be jumping on it? And a lot of that comes from Let's Run and marathon investigation uh -huh. right did she Murphy. email you cease and uh, desist not at all <laughs> i mean we were good right what i wanted to say is that derek had and i think sometimes with marathon investigation people conflate his followers to him so mm -hmm. if his followers are fanatical and sometimes less than nice we kind of put that on like it's derek's fault right it's not derek said look i i mean i think some of his wording could have been better in his initial article about this but he concluded and put out a statement that look i looked at everything and ashley it looks like she did this legitimately mm -hmm. so you know last week we said geez should we be jumping on people should people care this much i think we were in agreement with no and now it turns out that she probably did what she said. Was there some things that are a little bit strange? Yes. Yeah. People are strange. We're all individuals. I still can't understand it, but Derek and a third party apparently have, you know, independently verified that, you know, that was, that was a record and good for but her. Isn't it crazy though, that we're at the point that a, a Facebook page and a third party have to confirm that someone did what they actually did, right? It's I, like it's mind blowing that we've reached that point in society. Well, yeah, and that people care that much. Like, yeah, I, I mean, look, I like cycling, so the Tour de France just finished, and I watched a lot of it. I just, I, <laughs> I really enjoy it. Right? The fact is. If you think there's not doping going on in that race, you're insane. Oh, right? that yeah. doesn't that I've, doesn't mean there's not still talent, right? Well, there's there's they're all I think they're all talented and they all dope. Like I've never watched a Tour de France race as an adult since they really started doing the coverage that those guys don't all dope at the same time. Yeah, and and guess what? At USA track and field championships there were in the world championships. There is a massive contingent of those people who are doping in some oh, way, shape or form. A hundred percent. So why we get all up in arms 
on a Badwater 135. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Record, but right? It's, like it's just, and, and so to me, it's almost part of life. I'm not saying I'm condoning cheating. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I don't know why we assume that the records set at the World Championships are legit, but the one set at Badwater 135 isn't. It's, yeah. it's a little weird to me, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also agree that most of the Peloton and is, if not all, are, are probably doing some sort of doping program. That's just the way that the sport works. They just try to stay a step ahead of it. Yeah. And, and so the reason we vilified Lance is because he was a jerk. Well, because he lied. Right. Well, they all lie. Right, right, right. They, but he went cheated. after so many people. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's a jerk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. But like to me, like the cyclists, it's all about recovery for them. I don't think yeah. they're getting the speed out of it. I think they're getting the recovery out of it so they can go do that crap the next day where yeah i mean it's just amazing so either way though i mean my my i I wanted to just put out there since we had talked about ashley paulson's run last week that you know apparently it's been independently verified so we can all rest easy that yeah i'll sleep better tonight it's good to go so all right man so this week's goals are a three tenths of a mile walk yeah and if the storm don't happen i'm gonna i'm gonna make it we're going to go right. for a walk. Beautiful. Because I got to listen to her. I got to deal with her. Just me and her for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not listen on day one. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, just keep keep trying to get that, get those runs in and dial in some nutrition. And hopefully I'm reporting back with a little bit of that next week that we've dialed it in a little bit better. And that's about it. That's all I got this week. You got anything else? No, that's it. I'm glad it's work. Take three. Yeah, right. All right. Let's wrap it up then. You've been listening to episode 152 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC Run Chicago Chapter 23. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. If you know anybody who might need a little boost in their lives, Share the podcast with them. It might help them. Other than that, get out there and be better today.